Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Craig Murray uh, uh, joins us now. Ambassador Murray is the former United Kingdom ambassador to Uzbekistan, now a a world-renowned journalist. To refresh your memory, uh, Ambassador uh, Murray was our eyes and ears in the courtroom uh, when the South African lawyers and then when the Israeli lawyers made their presentations uh, to the International Court of Justice a few weeks ago. Ambassador, welcome back to the show. We deeply appreciate uh, your time uh, and uh, your thoughts and your analysis. Thank you. Um, it's good to talk again. Thank you. Thank you. Did the uh, ICJ ruling, which didn't order um, didn't say as a matter of law, there's genocide, which didn't say stop, uh, uh, stop all um, military violence, but which did seem to say, don't commit any genocide and report back to us in 30 days. Did that ICJ ruling burst the Israeli self-proclaimed bubble of moral rectitude? I think for most of the world, it did. I I don't think uh, there's been any sign of self-knowledge for me, uh, the Israeli government or the the settler movement or the um, extreme Zionists. There's no sign of admission of culpability or any uh, feeling that they've done anything wrong uh, coming from the Israeli authorities. But certainly it ended the uh, perception of Israeli infallibility in the West. And, and it, it made a nonsense of people like Joe Biden saying that the, the claim is meritless when the ICJ said there was a plausible case of genocide and, and sufficient risk that genocide is occurring, but it had to indicate provisional measures. So, um, yes, I think it has changed the changed the tone internationally, um, but I don't think the perpetrators of genocide have, have in any way been put off or, or are showing much sign of exercising any more caution. Has the... Uh... Annihilation uh, of uh, of the people and the land of Gaza 
abated at all since the uh, ICJ ruling? No, not at all. Um, in fact, I think the very day after the um, ICJ ruling, over 250 Palestinians were killed, which is one of the highest uh, daily totals. One of the interesting things about this genocide is how systematic it's been. Um, you know, Israel claims this is a, an armed conflict, and normally in, in armed conflicts, you get highs and lows in uh, casualties as battles uh, rage and, and the next one is prepared for. But this hasn't been like that. If you look at the casualty figures, and of course we only have confirmed casualties, we don't know how many people lie dead under the, the rubble. Um, well over 10,000 people are now missing and probably dead under the rubble. But if you look at the confirmed casualties, they, the toll is remarkably regular. It's uh, 150 to 250 every single day. This is a a systematic and planned killing of genocide, not spontaneous battles. Here's um, the South African foreign minister, not ecstatic with the ruling, but giving her understanding of it, which ambassador is substantially uh, comparable to yours. Satisfied uh, that the provisional measures that we sought uh, to be addressed would be uh, uh, addressed by the court. And uh, I believe if you read the convention very carefully, uh, the matter of uh, how uh, a war uh, or conflict is conducted is not elaborated. I would have wanted that the word cessation uh, is included uh, in the judgment. I have no way that I'm going to say I'm disappointed. I hoped for it, but the fact of delivering humanitarian aid the fact of taking measures that reduce the levels of harm against persons who have no role in what Israel uh, is combating, for me, requires a ceasefire. And I believe Israel would have to attend to how it conducts its search for the hostages and for those Hamas individuals who carried out the October 7th uh, attack. What's the next step? I've never really been hopeful uh, about Israel, uh, but Israel has very powerful friends who I hope uh, will advise Israel that they should act. Sounds like that has fallen on uh, deaf ears uh, in Prime Minister Netanyahu's government. I, I fear that's true. And of course, uh, we had at the weekend at least 10 members of his cabinet um, attending a conference of which the, the only subject of that conference uh, was the recolonization of um, Gaza uh, by Israel and the expulsion of a population of Gaza from the, the Gaza Strip. It was a, a conference to promote uh, ethnic clearing and, and genocide. Uh, and that was one third of the Israeli cabinet present at that conference. So you know, plainly, this has had no effect um, on the behavior uh, of the Israeli uh, government in the short term. Um, but then I think few of us believed it, 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 it would. Here's uh, 
a clip from that very rally, that very conference of which you speak. Now, these are the two most extreme, most fanatical members uh, of the cabinet, Smotrich and Ben Gavir, and they're addressing Prime Minister Netanyahu, who's not there. Uh, they're uh, speaking very passionately in Hebrew, and there are translations. I'd be anxious to hear your your thoughts on this. Mr. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, I'm addressing you from this stage. It's a shame to wait another 19 years to understand that Gush Katith and northern Samaria must be returned. The responsibility of brave leadership is to make courageous decisions. We are settling our land from width to length, controlling it and fighting terror always and bringing with God's help security to all of Israel. You know what the answer is. Without settlement, there is no security. You're not surprised to see this at all, are you? These two, by the way, uh, are the linchpins for, you know this, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's government because they bring in that extremist right-wing element which gave him his uh, his coalition the majority in the Knesset so they're not only members of the cabinet they're not only each an administrator of an administrative department in the executive branch of the Israeli government they're also members of his war cabinet okay your thoughts <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Yep. These are far-right racists from far-right racist parties. And it it is extraordinary to me uh, the way that Israel gets a a free pass, particularly from the government of the United States and, of course, President Biden and President Biden's supporters, who would probably not support a far-right fascist uh, racist-influenced government in any country uh, except for Israel. Um, And the International Court of Justice, in saying that provisional measures were necessary and and that Israel had to follow the law, also said Israel must stop and must punish statements of genocidal intent. And the, the International Court of Judgment, in its ruling, gave three examples of Israeli ministers making statements of genocidal intent uh, with a direct order to stop. And here we have, a few days later, uh, Israeli ministers doing it all over again, which is perhaps not surprising. But um, the, the lack of genuine response from the major Western powers 
uh, to this obvious uh, evidence of genocidal intent is, is, is really worrying. Well, you know, the United States uh, has statutes that prohibit providing aid to countries that engage in genocide, war crimes, or are animated by racism. I mean, you could put Israel in all three of those categories. Not only does the Congress send money there, but the president of the the United States, um, under the pretext of this is a national emergency for the national security of the United States, bypasses the Congress uh, and sends hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in aid there. So there obviously is a double standard. You put your uh, finger uh, right on it, Mr. Ambassador. Uh, Here's uh, Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu uh, responding to the uh, ICJ ruling. Israel's commitment to international law is unwavering. Equally unwavering is our sacred commitment to continue to defend our country and defend our people. Like every country, Israel has an inherent right to defend itself. The vile attempt to deny Israel this fundamental right is blatant discrimination against the Jewish state, and it was justly rejected. The charge of genocide leveled against Israel is not only false, it's outrageous, and decent people everywhere should reject it. On the eve of the International Holocaust Remembrance Day, I again pledge as Israel's Prime Minister, never again. Israel will continue to defend itself against Hamas, a genocidal terror organization. On October 7th, Hamas perpetrated the most horrific atrocities against the Jewish people since the Holocaust, and it vows to repeat these atrocities again and again and again. Our war is against Hamas terrorists not against Palestinian civilians. We will continue to facilitate humanitarian assistance and to do our utmost to keep civilians out of harm's way, even as Hamas uses civilians as human shields. We will continue to do what is necessary to defend our country and defend our people. Mr. Ambassador, he begins by saying Israel Israel, uh, restates its commitment to international law. I can't imagine any uh, mature, intelligent observer taking that seriously or giving it one iota of credibility. I mean, it's it's plainly a nonsense. Israel today is continuing to kill um, hundreds of Palestinian civilians, including women and children, overwhelmingly women and children. The proportion of women, children, and male civilian non-combatant uh, killed to Hamas members is overwhelming. Uh, I mean, you can't say, oh, well, Hamas was using these people as human shields, so we had to kill 10 of them to get at one Hamas member. Uh, and there's no evidence whatsoever that the vast majority of, of bombs and missiles and shells that have killed these people uh, killed any Hamas members. It, it, it's indiscriminate. You, you can't kill... Um, 15,000 children and and say it was a targeted military operation. Plainly, it's in in breach of international law. But one thing which which worries me enormously is um, so many of his nonsensical remarks have been repeated by Western media and Western politicians, particularly the claim that somehow the International Court of Justice uh, 
reaffirmed Israel's right to self-defense because it most definitely did not. It nowhere cites Israel's right to self-defense except that it notes that Israel said that. It, it, it doesn't, and, and it then proceeds to ignore it completely in its in its judgment and, and, and deliberately um, and order Israel to stop killing Palestinians. It directly orders Israel to stop killing Palestinians. So the judgment does not say what Netanyahu says it says. And what, sadly, we, we have seen leading Western politicians and a lot of the Western media pretending it says. Do you uh, think that by its ruling, uh, telling Israel to stop uh, or not to participate in genocide and report back in 30 days, who, who knows what kind of a sanitized report we're going to get? We'll see. But do you think by that ruling, the court either put the United States on notice or anticipates uh, another complaint from South Africa or elsewhere? that the United States government, by uh, funding uh, this genocide, is equally culpable under international law. It, it did, un un undoubtedly, and the court does mention complicity in genocide. And yesterday at the UN Security Council, uh, South Africa mentioned complicity in genocide. And I noted that the foreign minister of Norway yesterday made a statement in which he said countries supplying weapons to Israel are in danger of complicity in genocide. So uh, that's clearly on the table. There was also a, a meeting of another UN committee yesterday, the Committee on the Inalienable Rights of Palestinians, uh, and the South African ambassador spoke to that, giving a briefing. I was slightly disappointed because while she um, acknowledged and, and stated straight out that plainly Israel is not following uh, the court judgment. She said that South Africa will wait and see what comes at the end of the month in, in 20 days from now um, to see what comes uh, in, in the report, what Israel has to say for itself. Uh, whereas it would be open to South Africa to go back to the court and say, look, Israel is plainly not complying. You need to take more measures. Um, South Africa's apparently not thinking of doing that. I don't know that might change in the next few days, but Western countries are, are definitely on notice that action against them, the complicity may well follow. In the United States, the, um, the court ruling seems to have disappeared from the newspapers, so to speak, and even the websites. Very few people uh, talk about it. Uh, is it still of current conversation in Western Europe or stated differently? How do the countries in Western Europe, where you are now, uh, view the South Africa, uh, the, the ICJ ruling and the Israeli thumbing their nose, Israelis thumbing their noses at it? Well, it, it differs across Europe. There's actually a split in Europe on, on, on this question at the moment. Um, I should say that the ICJ ruling was never front page news um, across Western Europe, almost anywhere. In the UK, it was almost entirely buried. Only the Financial Times gave it proper full coverage and front page coverage, or all the other papers buried it. There was one mention on page 42 of Rupert Murdoch's The Times. That was the full coverage of the ICJ ruling by the Murdoch uh, media. Mm. Um, 
so it's been it, they've done their best to bury it and the next, the bbc had a a 90 second segment on the icj ruling the next day they led all their news bulletins with an eight minute report on the israeli allegations about unra and the coordinated uh western attempt to destroy unra by by stopping donations so um the you know the bias of the of the media and political class debate is uh, couldn't be more plain um but there is a there is a, a, a difference which is becoming apparent france has been very critical of uh israel's failure to comply with the icj ruling uh, whereas germany has been entirely supportive of of israel and then of um other states there are some i mentioned norway there's ireland spain has announced it's doubling its aid to unrwa but there's quite a quite a substantial split on this issue in, in western europe at the moment here's the uh, american view of the uh, icj ruling you may record we're going to play admiral kirby who's the spokesperson for the president's uh, national security uh, council uh he initially said when the complaint was filed that the Biden administration viewed it as meritless. Uh, he stood by that meritless uh, contention even after the ruling. Here's cut number three. The fact of the matter is that IACJ has not dismissed the allegations of against Israel with respect to genocide. They do believe that those allegations warrant further investigation and deliberation. So do you stand by the words that you use earlier this month to characterize those allegations that they are meritless, counterproductive, and completely without any basis in fact whatsoever. Yes, ma'am. And what are you basing that off of if the UN's top court believes that there is a plausible risk of genocide, they're specifically directing Israel to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide, and again, have not... Has not found that they are committing genocide. They, they, do, they are not dismissing the case, and they do believe... they are committing genocide. We have no indication that that's, that, that that's going on, Sabrina. It, it, we just have no indication that they are deliberately trying to exterminate the people of Gaza. Well, the ICJ specifically cited inflammatory statements that were made by <clears throat> Israel's defense minister referring to human Gazans as human animal, the president of Israel saying the entire population of Gaza is responsible, do not see that as risking incitement? Comments like that are certainly uh, also counterproductive um, and unhelpful, uh, no question about that. But we haven't seen indications that the Israeli Defense Forces are getting up out of the rack every day, putting their boots on the floor and saying that they're designed, their whole effort is to go exterminate the Palestinian people. They're trying to eliminate the threat that Hamas poses. Oh boy, one wonders how he became uh, an admiral. I mean, he's he he he's blind. I don't mean it literally. He's morally blind uh, for the statements he just made. Ambassador, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I I suppose you can believe he became an admiral because uh, he plainly doesn't actually believe what he's saying. He's just standing there lying and and <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't he doesn't actually believe that. Uh, and I expect that kind of Machiavellian ability is is, is necessary to rise that high up the uh, up, up the ladder in the armed forces. But um, it, and one thing that really annoys me is is again this you know he stated well the court did not find there is genocide. Well the court cannot find at this stage there is genocide. 
this is a hearing on uh, and this was was a hearing on uh, jurisdiction and standing to take the case and whether there is a plausible case. The court hasn't heard the evidence on both sides yet in full. Uh, the court made some findings of, of the evidence and announced the evidence they feel shows a, a plausible case. I, I believe in the, in the United States legal system, this, this is called a hearing for probable cause. You, you can't make the substantive judgment on the case. So, so to, to claim that, you know, the court found there was no genocide. The court did not find there was no genocide. The court did not find either way, but it found there was a plausible case that genocide was taking place and that there was enough risk of that to necessitate the court to issue orders to prevent it. Nicely put, uh, Mr. Uh, Ambassador. What's your personal view as to where this goes next? Do you do you think that a wider war will come about because uh, President Biden wants to run for re-election as uh, a wartime president. You certainly don't see uh, Netanyahu uh, backing down, do you? I don't see Netanyahu backing down. Um, I do think the ICJ ruling helps moderate uh, opinion in, in the West. It will heal off some of the softer Western countries, if, if you like. It will reduce the possible coalition the United States has if it wants to embark on the war. And the, the, the thing with embarking on wars is uh, they're very popular if they're, if they're quick and successful. Um, whereas I think the American people would, would view Biden as having uh, admired them in yet, yet something else, again, that is endless and not going anywhere and, and no, has, has no claim Aim. I, I can't believe Biden is mad enough to actually start a war with uh, Iran. Uh, at least I, I hope not. Um, whether a more limited war, you know, uh, an occupation of Yemen, or but but occupying Yemen has been a, a graveyard for imperial troops for centuries, rather like Afghanistan. So, so that that again would be a terrible thing to mire yourself into. It's very hard to see, and it's hard to see any solace for the Palestinians. But it's also hard to see what precisely Biden hopes to gain or, or what the US administration hopes it's, it's doing. If they hope the Israelis aren't going to do anything utterly outrageous by way of ethnic cleansing, they're wrong because the Israelis are going to do that. And then they'll look stupid because the Israelis have done what they told them not to do. Um, I, I, I just don't see any sense in, in the American foreign policy here. Thank you, Mr. Ambassador. I, I hope uh, you can come back with us perhaps uh, in two weeks or so when the uh, Israeli report is due uh, at the at the court. <laughs> We'd love to have your analysis or sooner uh, if uh, if events in that unfortunate, uh, unhappy part of the world uh, warrant. But thank you very much for your time, my friend. Thank you. Of course. Uh, another uh, very, very astute analysis that I am very happy uh, to share with you. At 2 o'clock uh, Eastern uh, today, uh, Kyle Anzalone with our now weekly anti-war wrap-up. Who's writing about uh, anti-war uh, activities uh, around the world? At 3 o'clock, uh, the great Professor John Mearsheimer. And at 4 o'clock Eastern, the intrepid, the inimitable, 
Max Blumenthal. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.